Well, welcome to the first edition of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. Uh, today we are with Miss Candice Lefebvre. Uh, we just left Falkland Rodeo out in BC. It's a beautiful hot day and uh, Candice, how was your run today? It was fantastic. Uh, weather was smoking hot, probably 30 degrees and I felt like I was going to melt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were first out on the ground. He he ran. He ran. He had an awesome first barrel, which for Larry, sometimes he struggles with on a bigger pattern, but he nailed it. Uh, second, we were a little high coming in, but he still had a really nice turn. And then third was smoking as usual, and he ran all the way home. So we were 17-1, and I think just out of the money, but hey, when you got a good run and it's clean, uh, you can never complain about that. No, you can't complain. And watching your run, it was it was a really nice run to see. Um, everybody chasing that Shailene Lewis with her 16-4. I mean, that that was a that's got to be. <laughs> I don't even know. That horse was on fire. I don't know how that was possible, but good for her. But good for her. That's for sure. So, um, how's your season going? Tell me about that, Miss Candace. Oh, it's been pretty cool. Um, First weekend was Medicine Hat. Uh, he worked really good. Just we were just out of the bunny there. Uh, then we went to Camrose, and he had a complete brain fart and pretty much loped out of the arena. Yeah. Uh, then we went to Coleman and won our first pro check there. So I was Woo, pretty excited about that. Uh, Drayton Valley, same thing, beautiful run just out of the money. And then Stavely, he lit his feet on fire. Sure. And we were third. So we have filled our full card and now we are chasing the dream. That is a good feeling. Uh, I heard you had a moment uh, where you decided you might <laughs> go back and get your uh, amateur cards again, Candace. Why would you do yeah, that? Yes, there was definitely a moment like that. Um, it's tough when you feel like your horse can be running a little quicker than he is. Uh, we were just, you know, we caught the bottom hole in Coleman. Everything else, he was running awesome, but just a tick out of the money, and it was a little discouraging because yeah. I thought he could be better, and then I was like, maybe this is just where we're at, and do you keep on chasing it? and pulled the odd bottom hole once in a while, uh, I don't know. But it was really just more of me doubting myself yeah. than anything. Um, luckily I have a pretty awesome support team that- Yeah, um, kick your ass sometimes. Yeah, they pretty much just kicked me in the ass and said, don't you dare. And yeah, then we went to Stavely and I was like, oh, yep, there it is. Oh, you changed your <laughs> mind again. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you had made WRA finals last year, the Wild Rose finals. You were the 2015 Lakeland Rodeo Association season leader. Um, yeah, I think it was about time you decided to go pro, but <laughs> what made you want to just be like, okay, I'm leaving it for sure now? Like, other than obviously doing well and stably, but what was your first reason that you just wanted to go pro? You're, you thought you were there, right? Yeah, I just, I truly 150% believe in my horse, and I believe he is a pro caliber horse. Yeah. Um, he tries his guts out every single run, and um, I just felt he deserved the chance to run with the best, and 
and show that he is one of the best. He definitely is one of the best. He had taken you and his other owner, Kim Allen, to lots of amateur finals. So I yeah. think it was time you guys stepped your game up too. So I'm really <laughs> happy you're doing it. Yeah. What, what um, differences and similarities are you noticing between the professional rodeo association and uh, the amateur rodeo associations you're running at? Well, no matter where you run, rodeo's rodeo. You know, yeah. in the end, we are running around three barrels against an eye, and really, whether you're running at just a open rodeo or a pro rodeo, yeah, that's all it is. Um, the biggest difference is the pressure we put on ourselves based on who's there. I mean, some of the first pro rodeos I went to, I remember sitting in the back of cameras and I was looking around and this is when I still amateured and I just have my permit and there's like I'm looking at all the girls and I'm like well she was at the CFR and she won the CFR and she's yeah. been at Calgary and that horse is pretty badass yeah and I'm just like holy crap what am I doing <laughs> but it really you know it's just what I put on myself yeah um, so that, it's a big switch, uh, not that there's not tough girls or competitive dominating girls yeah. in the amateurs because, hello, we all know Shannon Blakely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Shannon, we know, we know, you're you and Rowdy. You're yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's the names and the reputations uh, can be intimidating. Yeah, totally. Um, the other huge difference and everyone talks about it and even I don't think I quite comprehended it is the traveling like yeah we just went for a short uh, <laughs> 10 hour drive across the mountains to go for one run in Falkland here yeah and you know amateur rodeo four hours is a long ways to go for a rodeo and yeah heading up to Meadow Lake oh well, we better pack the whole house with us <laughs> you know and when you run pro, it's like, oh, rodeo's within four hours? Hell, that's a day trip. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just run down there and run back. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely different in that respect. Um, but other than that, yeah. The crowds so far that I've experienced in the pros are... They're so cool. Because they are so into it. And they love it. And they're just rowdy. Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah, Falkland today was a packed house. It was the 99th <laughs> annual, and there's a ton of people. It was I don't super know where all the, those people came from. Out of the hills. They came <laughs> out of the hills. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, okay, so let's go back. I keep taking a step back here, but growing up, you didn't come from a rodeo family. No. So what made you want to get into rodeo? Um, I like going fast. Yeah. I actually when I first started riding like you said I do not come from a rodeo family I don't even come from a horse family yeah like my mom and dad they rode when they were kids and that's about it uh, my grandfather he loved horses he had horses his whole life and he's the one that taught me to ride um, I got into 4-H so I showed horses and I did halter and horsemanship and all that good stuff paint drying on a wall folks yep Yep, yep, it definitely was. <laughs> and I just got tired of it. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, we can lope for five minutes on the rail and we go around the arena twice. Yeah. 
come on, yeah. let's go. So I just up and packed, sold everything, packed everything up, sold all my show stuff, sold my show horse, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go barrel race. Yeah. This sounds like way more fun. And started doing Jim Canna and doing some jackpots. At that time, ABRA was like just beginning yeah. that's how long it's been and yes I'm old she's not aging herself here, <laughs> um, if you really want to know there was a year where ABRA finals were in Hobima <laughs> oh yeah that was interesting especially the power powwow across the highway on the Saturday night oh oh yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty um, I yeah I'm not even sure what the word is <laughs> it was Interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah. I would have went over. But, yeah, and then from jackpots, I just started going to some rodeos. And luckily, I mean, I have parents that, while they don't actively ride or compete, um, they love to come and watch. Yeah, they're And supportive. drink beer. Yeah. And they support every rodeo committee that they possibly can. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, this year they drove down to Medicine Hat just to come hang out, which was what pretty a six-hour drive for us. Uh, something Hat? like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. That's yeah. good to have those kinds of parents. Yeah, it's so a they're supportive in other ways, other than traveling with me and and riding with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's it's cool. Sometimes I I think it would be fun to have parents that also ride and compete and train and whatever but then I go have fun with mine and I'm like yeah this is way better yeah you don't need it that's all good it all works out yeah um we also have with you the modern day Kelly Kyle and Lane Frost <laughs> Candace ended up marrying a bull rider who's actually at home right now while we're driving he's yeah. working and we're having fun he's doing yard work it's yeah. fantastic yeah that's that's a good husband to have um so how has the bull rider like mental game or like how has he helped your game out especially riding pro you know it's nice he's he used to ride pro um so he's been to a lot of these places and he kind of tell me what to expect and just mental game is mental game whether you're barrel racing riding a bareback horse riding a bull roping it doesn't matter the way you know you focus and and all of that is essentially the same. Yeah. Uh, he did some riding with Gary Lefew when he was learning. Uh, he went down to Gary Lefew's for school. Yeah. And I don't know, but apparently Gary Lefew is like the really, guru. He yeah. is like a mental game guru. Yeah. So Lens taught me a lot about what he learned through his experiences, and it's really helped. As much as I hate to admit it sometimes that, yes, yeah. he is right. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we don't ever want to admit that, and hopefully Len never listens to that. this and hears <laughs> that. I doubt he will. It's okay. Yeah, because he he often is right, especially, you know, when I get a little down, he, like, he will poke me later and say, I told you so. Yes. I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear. <laughs> but he's right. So... But it's also nice that he also understands some of the uh, emotions that come with uh, not achieving your goals. Yeah. And so he can understand, but he also understands that wallowing in it doesn't get you anywhere. So when it's 
time to kick me in the ass, then he will literally kick me in the ass and say, go ride your horse. Good. And fix it. That, that is good to have for a husband. Um, what rodeo are you most looking forward to this year and why? Uh, Lee Park. Everyone thinks, because I call it, now that I have my full card, I can ride in Pinoca, and everyone's like, oh, you must be so excited, and I am. But Lee Park, uh, my grandparents used to take me there all the time every yeah. year. We would go, and we'd sit on the hill, and we would watch rodeo, and I loved watching rodeo, and I loved hanging out with them. So, to get to go back there and run, and run as a competitor, I'm like, this is going to be so cool. Yeah, that's got more sentimental value. That's yeah. awesome. And my grandpa's not with us, but my grandma still is, yeah. and so she is coming to watch, and I'm like, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, well, you got to tell tell everybody, the listeners, the thousands of people that must be listening <laughs> to this podcast today, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Larry? If anybody doesn't know Larry, he's a little adorable bay. He's all muscled up and looks fabulous. Got a couple scars on his face because he's badass. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little I, rough right now, but whatever. You know, yeah. I honestly thought of renaming him Al Pacino because yeah. he really is Scarface. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he, Larry is a character. Um, he loves to play. He gets bored really easily, so he will play with anything that he possibly can. Yeah. Including, you know, trailer tack room doors. Um, my hood on my sweater when I'm oh, leading boy. him. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anything he can get into, he yeah. will. Uh, but he does love his hugs and cookies and snuggles. But if another horse looks his way, he will be like, no, I don't. I don't. And then <laughs> they turn around and he's like, yes, give me Pretends some more. to be a tough guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. W- wasn't there a time uh, when Larry would be scared of horses that would walk by him? Uh, yeah, you like, you know, today. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he is very random. When you're wiping him up, he will lope around like a pleasure horse or he will lose his mind every time a horse lopes towards him and oh he turns God. into a cutting horse. <laughs> You really just don't know, and so you roll with it, and I don't know why. He's actually king shit a turd pile in his pen, so yeah. it's not like he gets chased around. Yeah. But he's done it ever since he was little, like yeah, since I so, bought him. So how old was he when you bought him? Because you've owned him and run him, then Kim and Allen owned him and run him, and now you have him again. Yeah. So how old was he when you got him? I bought him when he was four. And, and you bought him from Kim? From Kim, yes. And okay. they had ranched on him. And they had, like, they drug calf sleds with them and stuff in the spring. And then Kim was riding them. Uh, she had a really nice handle on them. Like, he was broke, broke. Yeah. Uh, not much for barrel work from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I did that on them. What was it that you were drawn to about him? Like, what did you like him as a prospect for? Honestly. Like, did you like his bloodlines or? <laughs> I have no idea. I just remember... I went up to try him ever since he I saw pictures of him as a two-year-old and I loved him like just something about the picture I'm like I like that horse yeah finally two years later Kim decided she was gonna offer him for sale okay but only to the right person yes kind of what she had said yeah so I went up and tried him and I swung a leg over him sat in the saddle and in my mind I'm like I'm going to buy this horse yeah, you kind of know. I hadn't even picked up the reins, nothing. I'm just like, I. this is my horse. Yes. I, I rode him because 
it would have probably looked really crazy if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I um, sat on them. It's good. I buy them. Yeah, he, yeah. he's mine. Um, but yeah, so I took him home and we definitely went through our trials and tribulations mm-hmm. as he matured. He was a very slow maturing horse. Yeah. Like, I think he finally got consistent and good when he was nine. <laughs> well, yeah. He liked to buck randomly. Oh my god. Um, he just, he was, he was Larry. He, one day I went to go to a jackpot and he decided he wasn't going to load. At all. Like, nope. They're definitely not going in there. And we had a massive discussion about it. Yep. And he ended up in the trailer and he wasn't too happy about it. And then, never again did I have trouble loading him. It was just one day. He was like, oh, I'm, Larry. Nope, I'm not getting in there. Oh. So, he's definitely quirky. But when you ask him to run and lay it all out there, he's like, always game. He's always there, 100% he shows up. Yeah. Well, before we take off and conclude this uh, wonderful first edition of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast, let's do a rapid fire, just a few questions. Uh, what's your favorite snack on the road? Uh, probably beef jerky. Yeah, we got or the never-ending bag of Starburst oh minis. Oh my god, guys. Bag, <laughs> the bag of Starburst minis are so much better because there's no wrappers. And when they're warm, they melt in your mouth. Um, and we've been eating out of that bag for about 12 hours. Yeah, yeah they're just never going to end. Um, okay, George Strait or Garth Brooks? George. Oh, what, a, what a babe. Happy, like, 65th birthday, George. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Mountains or beach? Beach. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Slow walking people. Candace does walk really fast, and this weekend with her, I like made sure that I walked fast because <laughs> I didn't want to piss her off. I hate getting stuck behind slow walking people. I want to punch them in the back of the head. Yeah, um, <laughs> not that I, you know, promote violence. But no, none of that here. Um, do you have any arena or rodeo superstitions that you avoid? No, no. Would you wear yellow in the arena? Sure, why not? All right, good. it's a, it's a sunshine color. Good. There you go. I yeah. agree. Um, if you weren't rodeoing, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd be rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd probably golf. You would probably spend some money golfing, right? Yeah, not as much as I do now on rodeo. No, no, probably not as much. Well, that wouldn't be so bad then. Well, all right. Thank you very much for joining me on this uh, first edition of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast. This You're was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me for 20 hours in the truck. It's probably not the easiest task in the world. Well, I mean, someone's got to do it if Len can't. I know. All right. <laughs> well, ladies, um, hope you tune in next time. And until then, keep them standing. Bye.